Meseches Demai, Perik Vav Mishnah Yud, 610. This Mishnah deviates away from the topic of Demai and other Hafrashas, but it's conceptually and structurally very similar to the previous Mishnah, so it's mentioned over here. To understand this Mishnah, you need to understand two separate things. The first is the nature of a convert and how he inherits his father. So the Torah's principle is that when a person who's not Jewish converts to being a Jew, he has the status of being like Kakata Nola Damil, as if he's a newborn child, which means that the convert has no longer any legal ancestry connection to his parents. Obviously, there's a biological connection, but not a legal connection. Um, Tilish at that point, for example, from the Torah perspective, if a brother and sister um, who were born to the same parents that were not Jewish converted to being Jewish, according to Torah law, those two male and, male and female children could marry one another because they're not considered to be brother and sister. The truth is that that's prohibited, but the point is to illustrate the point um, that they're now disconnected from their family tree. Therefore, it stands to reason that when a Jewish person who is a convert, the child of a non-Jew, and when their, the Jew's parents die, so that Jew wouldn't inherit from his father because they're not connected in the family tree anymore. The rabbis over were concerned that if a person um, realized that and he, the convert, didn't want to miss out on the Yerusha, the inheritance of his father, so uh, he would uh, lapse back and try to go back into the fold, if you will, to stop being Jewish, so to speak, um, to inherit his father. And therefore, the rabbis allowed for the convert to inherit um, their parents from his father. The son could inherit from the father, uh, However, the mechanics of the inheritance are quite different than the mechanics of our inheritance um, that passes from father to son, where both are Jewish. Uh, when it comes to inheritance from father to son, it's called a nachla, an inheritance, um, and it actually the word like nachal, a river, because it flows immediately and directly from the father to the son. That is to say, the son, so to speak, steps into the father's shoes and without any additional step of acquisition, automatically becomes the owner of the assets of the father. It has become his automatically. That is not the case when it comes to a convert inheriting from his non-Jewish father. There, the convert needs to um, actually physically take possession of whatever he's inheriting for it to become his. It's not different. Um, that's introduction number one. Introduction number two for the Mishnah is that when it comes, unrelated to that, but it will come to play in the Mishnah shortly, the halachas of um, idols. So when idols, an actual physical idol, is asr bahanat, forbidden to get benefit from the idol. And in fact, if a Jew owns an idol, however he got to it, he's required to destroy that idol. If a Jew would barter or trade or sell that idol, so then the proceeds from that sailor barter, meaning if he gets cash or if he gets some other object, he exchanges the idol for, you know, the Mickey Mantle rookie card. So then that Mickey Mantle rookie card or the money he gets from trading the idol is also Asr Bahana. It's forbidden to get benefit from that card or that money. Um, similarly, wine that was used as a libation to serve an idol is Asr Bahana. It's forbidden, forbidden to get benefit from that. Um, and similarly, if one would sell or barter away his idolatrous libation of wine, the proceeds of that sale or barter would also be forbidden uh, to get benefit from their Asr Bahana. Okay, so that's the background here. So here, our Mishnah is talking about um, two people who, are, so to speak, are in partnership, who are inheriting, like the previous Mishnah. But here, the two brothers, one is Jewish, he's a convert, and one is not Jewish, and they're inheriting from their father. And the son who's inheriting, the Jew, 
um, doesn't want to inherit the father's idols because that doesn't look good whatsoever, or the father's wine, which doesn't look good because there's a separate dinder abundan that any wine that's been in contact with a non-Jew is uh, treated as if it had been used for idolatrous libations, meaning that the rule of what's called stamienam, generic wine that is in the possession of a non-Jew, is treated as yainesech, as wine that had been used for libations to idols, and therefore it's asr bahana. So this son who's inheriting doesn't want to inherit the idols or the wine because it doesn't look good, and therefore he wants to do an exchange with his brother, the non-Jew, kind of like we saw in the previous Mishnah, where the two partners are exchanging or trying to exchange portions of um, the inheritance of the crop, etc., etc. So here the Mishnah says, Gerev over Kochavim, if you have two brothers, one's a convert and one's a idol worshiper, and they both inherit their father, who was an idolater himself, not a Jew. Here, the Jew son, convert, can say, You take the idols, and I'll get the money. So here you have a case of what seems like an exchange or a barter cash for idol, um, and now be forbidden, meaning that if one would get the cash, it will be asr bahanna. Um, however, since we said the idol doesn't immediately become the possession of the son, because his inheritance is only rabbinic in nature, he has to go and actually take possession of the idol. So therefore, he's allowed to say before he possessed it, let's not let the idol ever come to my possession. Let's instead agree that I'll just take money instead. And similarly, the Jew could say, you will take the wine and I will just take the peros, the produce. Let's say that's wheat or whatever it is. So. Again, it would one might think that it's forbidden to barter wine for wheat. However, that's not happening here. Instead, the wine never became a possession of the Jew. The Jew says simply, before it becomes mine, let's agree that I'll come and take half the estate only in wheat, and you'll take the other half the estate in the form of wine, etc. That being the case, Vim Mishabol Hager, once the convert has actually taken possession of the idol or of the wine, so now Asr, he can't barter it away, he can't exchange it. There's actually two Pshatim here in what Asr means. Either it means he may not do the exchange, which and or um, if he does the exchange, it doesn't help him. Let's say the wheat he gets for the wine or the money he gets for the idol is still Asr, meaning it's forbidden to get benefit from that wheat or that money. He has to get rid of that also.